The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to sound off. Won the fight, end the game, he said. Who's next? Uh, welcome to Sound Off alongside John Sears. I'm Keith Murphy. Yeah, many Cyclone fans kind of inspired Sam Lozada to put that together. Yeah, we saw a couple of those over the weekend. Yeah, so we wanted those to put are ours fun. together. Man, it mixed the WWE and the, uh, the fight, the melee that what? broke out. What a scene. Uh, your chance to sound off. At 515-282-9010, hot topic, trending in different directions. Cyclones on a roll, make it five straight after the win over Baylor. Hawkeyes in free fall, make it three straight after the home loss to Northwestern. Let's sound off, 515-282-9010. Hmm? The best time being a Cyclone football fan is now. The Cyclones are bowl eligible, and that's not big news. Iowa State just won five straight conference games for the first time, 1892 to 2018. It's happened once. And this Cyclone team is more resilient than Michael Myers. First game canceled by Lightning, loss at Iowa, three quarterbacks in three games, and they're still surging. Quarterback Brock Purdy is just 18, but for those who thought he'd start looking it when coaches got film on him, wrong. Purdy just played his best game. He's so good with the pump fake, you're sure to see its influence in Iowa high school games next season. Smack at the jack only served to further endear this team to its fans. Frustrated Baylor Bears baited David Montgomery into swinging. Montgomery's backing his brothers, but has to keep his cool in that spot. No point punching a helmet anyway. Now he's suspended for two quarters. But as Cyclone Sports 2 first reported on Twitter, a walk-on named Chuck Bruce plans to play the first half against Texas. Chuck Bruce or not, this feels like the most significant game the Cyclones have ever played. 
They had shots to reach the Big 12 title game in the McCarney era, but those teams were aided by divisions. These Cyclones play everyone. Still need help, but win out, and there's a good chance Iowa State returns to Texas for the Big 12 championship game. Then that becomes Iowa State's biggest game ever. Man, how crazy would that be if they made it there? That'd be awesome. All right. The Hawkeyes' late-season swoon continues, and fans are getting restless, straight-up mad. Three straight losses to Penn State, Purdue, and Northwestern. All close games, all winnable. We've seen these underachieving seasons before, but this feels different. Fans seem more enraged. As I've said before, the difference between great Iowa teams and average to good teams is winning close games. Hawkeyes 0 for 4. A lot has been written in the last 24 hours about tight end Noah Fant, his Houdini disappearing act, still waiting to see Fant's picture on the side of a milk carton. When you think about it, Noah Fant is the perfect metaphor for this Hawkeye season. Preseason hype, Fant on every All-American list before the season started. Iowa, expected to compete for a Big Ten West title, maybe even a New Year's Six Bowl. Fans excited, favorable schedule, talent. Fant is considered a first-round draft pick in next year's NFL Draft. Iowa, many have said this team has as much talent as any in the Ference era. Two games left, both Fant and Iowa are searching for answers. Something is off. Fant is barely getting the ball thrown his way. In fact, recently, he's on the sideline more than on the field. The 6'5", 240-pound mismatch was only in for nine plays in the second half against the Wildcats. Nine. One catch, zero yards. Maybe we don't know the whole story. Iowa does have another NFL tight end in TJ Hawkinson, but something doesn't add up. A season with so much promise, everything on the table for the taking has quickly turned into another disappointing, all too common, what if. I was completely fooled. I watched this team in September, John. Mm -hmm. I thought they would go to the Big Ten championship game. And even the, these past few weeks, I keep picking Iowa. And this, there's something off now. They're, they're just, they're not a good football team You feel anymore. like this team has talent and they should be winning and it's just, uh, everything is there, but they're not getting over that edge to take it. And it just feels like there's certain plays, certain things going on that's just not working. Few teams playing better football than the Iowa State Cyclones right now. Let's go to Cole in Ames. And by the way, uh, Cole, I thought this was the sharpest looking Cyclone helmet I've seen yet. That's a good look. And it went with the uniform really well. But that's probably not why you called. No, those uniforms were beautiful. But I got to say, uh, the scuffle that went down between Iowa and Iowa, or Iowa State and Baylor, it was just showed the classlessness of Baylor. And honestly, I don't think Montgomery should have been ejected, nor should I think he should be punished because he was provoked in that fight. There's no doubt he, he was, was baited. Provoked. Yep, yep, he was baited. He, uh, he was hit first. Mm -hmm. But the rule is so clear uh, that if you swing, you are suspended. If it happens in the second half, you're suspended from the first half of the next game. That's right. Right here, uh, right? They, Boom. I, I mean, Iowa State can't appeal, but there's no doubt he did take a swing. So even though he was baited into it, I, I, don't, I don't see them overturning this, but I understand your frustration. And I think two or three plays before that, Baylor, you know, yeah, they pushed, pushed him out of bounds. The table. Yeah, and they kept yeah. pushing, pushed they him over the drink table in the, yeah. into the Gatorade cooler. So Baylor was trying to get under Iowa State skin. I mean, they were doing a lot of uh, this, you know, trying to mix it up. Uh, and look, no one on Iowa State is going to blame Montgomery for, you know, going after a guy that just took a shot at him right there. We get it, but I think Campbell would like cooler heads to prevail and think, all right, just 
back off. Let this other guy get thrown out of the game. Uh, yeah, Baylor has uh, not They've shown got a, a reputation lot of class the past able, yeah. decade. Uh, Tim is in Des Moines. Tim, what did you think of the fight and the game? Well, the fight was backwards. First of all, they both should have got a penalty for fighting. But it was the fact is that Baylor started the fight, and as, as normal, the referees get the one that reacts to the second part. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's but why. That's why you got to try to stay cool. Right, but the second since the, both of them swung, and mm-hmm. I'm watching the fight right here. Yep. Baylor swung several times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no doubt but about why that. Why is the why is Iowa State being uh, getting the worst of it? Well, there, it doesn't really matter what happens to Baylor from this point on. You're just worried about, as a Cyclone fan, what happens in the Texas game. And David Montgomery does swing in mm-hmm. retaliation at a Baylor Bear here, so that comes with a suspension. Right here. There, there's the punch. He hits him kind of in the neck. You know, he, Montgomery's like a head shorter than this guy. But he did take a swing. How about this guy? How about this well, Baylor he, Bear swinging over the top of an official? There were swings taken earlier in the fight on the, on the, the, the big pile. And there he goes again. Baylor did it again. Yep. Yeah. It, it get, yeah, there, got nasty. There's, yeah, there's, there's no doubt. There's no, no, d- doubt, there's no started, doubt Baylor no started doubt it. Looks worse. No doubt Baylor instigated it. No doubt Baylor provoked it. But once Montgomery jumped and threw the punch, that's an automatic you're out. I mean, and it's hard to appeal that or fight that. No matter what, it's, it's going to be hard to appeal that. But John, David Montgomery out. Chuck Bruce in. There's nothing to worry about. Chuck Bruce in. A time for lookalikes with a local connection. Tiny Ref judges, we're retiring this one after tonight. Uh, Robert Robinson (laughs) says, Hawkeye quarterback Nate Stanley looks like talk show host Steve Dace. Tiny Ref? Had that a few times. Had it a few times. It's an all-time classic. Uh, John Tate, support Dodge, says, Iowa Central baseball player Max Bodholt of the great Bodholt family of Iowa looks like Cyclone quarterback Brock Purdy. Tiny Ref? Now, we're sure those are cousins there or something. They do look alike, don't they? That's pretty good right there. Guys, most people call him South Carolina's head football coach. This week, I'm calling him something else. My hero. Watch your step. Here comes What's Bugging Andy. It's time for another game of Knockout at Soundall13 on Twitter. Breakfast cereals. One has to go. Which is Knocked Out? Lucky Charms, Honey Nut Cheerios, Frosted Mini Wheats, or Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Yeah, it's Cinnamon Toast Crunch. No, it's Frosted Mini Wheats. The Mini Wheats. Uh, m- mini wheats might win, but no, it should out. be cinnamon toast crunch. No, no, the mini it's, wheats it's are too out. much. It's too much. No. It's too much cinnamon. Stop the insanity. Election day was Tuesday. No way to not know that. You'd be surprised. It's what's bugging Andy. This is South Carolina head football coach Will Muschamp. A reporter asked him on Tuesday if he'd talk to his team about the election, and then this was Will Muschamp. Election? What election? He had no idea there was an election going on, let alone going on that day. Well, I'm focused on playing Florida. That was his only excuse. 
Half of me says that is absolutely ridiculous, that one of South Carolina's highest paid state employees wouldn't know that his state was holding its biggest event that week. He's got something else to focus on? Well, who doesn't? But the governor knows when the Gamecocks are playing Clemson, how could you be a fully functioning adult in America this fall and not know there was an election going on? That's unreal. And like every college football coach, Will Muschamp purports to be a shaper of young men, a teacher of life skills. How can you be anything close to that if you aren't even aware of election day? I mean, TV, radio, internet, social media, billboards. This election was harder to avoid than pink eye at a daycare. Now that's what half of me thinks. The other half is thinking, Ah, my new hero. If I was an Ewok, I'd paint him gold and hold a sacrificial feast for him. I mean, the rest of us suffered through this election. We weathered it like it was a hurricane or a bout with scarlet fever. You didn't even know what was going on? Tell me how you do that. Teach me. Mold me into a must champion of modern matters out of sight, out of mindedness. So is Will Muschamp clued in or clueless? He doesn't look like he knows. And, well, neither do I. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. Who doesn't love mascots? Well, Chris Hassel. But besides <laughs> Hassel, mascots, the subject of who's in your five plus more live calls, 515-282-9010. Connor, James, Bill, and Joe all up. Twitter is at sound of 13 Scott types. I would like the Iowa Hawkeye football team to be the pallbearers at my funeral so they can let me down one last time. Oh, man. All right. Tim writes, so disappointed that I'm questioning our coaches, and I usually stick up for them, but so much talent we can't keep saying, but next year looks so good, talking about Iowa. Bagger writes, I hope for eight or nine wins every year. If they don't win eight, then I'm disappointed. There's a lot of teams that would love to be where Iowa is every year. All right, who's in your five goofy college mascots? Number five, Pistol Pete of Oklahoma State. Pete is kind of cool, but man, that's a ginormous head. That's a really big head on that mascot. Uh, number four, Purdue Pete. He's just a little too creepy. Some, something in it the It looks eyes. like it could be a Halloween mask. Yeah. Like a it, little, yeah, a little out there. Uh, number three, uh, the Nittany Lion at Penn State. This looks like it was made in a sixth grade sewing class. <laughs> it's always so droopy and baggy. <laughs> number two, uh, Lil Red, Nebraska. Bouncy, inflated, and nearly America's goofiest mascot, though he is fun. But number one, the Stanford tree. Yeah. I mean, what in the world? I saw that I saw that thing a couple years ago in the, the massacre in California. But, yeah, it is an odd-looking mascot. Uh, James is in Pleasantville. Uh, James, what's on your mind tonight? Listen, guys, I've been a Hawkeye fan my whole life. Hawkeye football this, Hawkeye football that. And I'll tell you something. Iowa State University showed me something that I have not seen out of that program ever. My daddy taught me when somebody baits you in and they start something, you finish it. And by God, that's a team right there. That, if you show that video, that, that big fellow from, from 
from the, the other team. Yeah, the, the fight video? He, yeah, him, him baiting him in. All he did was step up and finish what was happening. And I'll tell you what, all he did was gain another Hawkeye fan to turn for Iowa State and say, get some, boys, get some. That's a national championship team right there. And if they keep playing like that, that's the, what's going to that's what's going to win every game from here on out. Yeah, it'd be Boom, really. That's a good. Yeah. Get some, boy. Get some. Get, get some. Man, go get, get some. Yeah, fired up, man. And you can, the players are fired up too. Like you, you, you don't want to lose David Montgomery, so you want him to to keep his cool there. But is there any red-blooded American that doesn't understand no. him swinging back? No. I mean, when you got a big guy like that, number 52, jumping over a referee yeah. to punch you in the side of the head. And side of the helmet, yeah. actually, so you could break your hand. <laughs> yeah. could break your yeah. hand. No one's blaming Montgomery for going after him. Every, every guy that plays football or wrestling or would go after him as well. Uh, Connor Names has a Hawkeye Bowl prediction. Connor, what's the uh, prediction for the Hawks? So, right now, honestly, my biggest worry is the solution to the Iowa defense. I mean, I've been a diehard Iowa fan my whole life, and these corners, they were playing these freshman corners early on after the Minnesota game in the second half, they stepped up, but now they slipped, and now Hankins is getting time now, and I don't know what the solution is. And my other thought is Epinesa has to be on the field more in different packages in order for us to be successful on defense. And these coming weeks and my other thought is does Iowa have to make a coaching change on the offensive side of the ball once the Kirk Ferentz area is over I mean I don't know if we can handle another 20 years of eight win football I certainly can't well there's a lot of people there are a lot of programs that would love to have eight wins every year but I get your Mm -hmm. I get your point Iowa has uh, has disappointed this year. There's no way around it. Nate Stanley has regressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the offense uh, has regressed. John, um, the, the running game is not there. They're 11th in the Big Ten in running the football. And this this game, like, it, it looked like Northwestern out coached Iowa. Yeah, and a couple things with Iowa. I think the two main two main things with the Iowa offense right now. The running game is horrendous. Uh, what's uh, what is Iowa built on? dominating the offensive line and running the football. Right now, they don't really have a number one running back. It's all number twos that don't have that burst to get through the line. And secondly, Nate Stanley, after the season is done, needs to take a vacation for two weeks and forget about football. I feel like he's out there thinking way too much. He is so... He has regressed. He is so, like, zoned in and locked in. I think it's just ruined him. He needs to take a vacation for, like, two weeks. Great guy. Hard worker. Humble guy. Right now, I do think it's between the It's almost like he's worked too hard and he's thinking too much. Lindell Wigginton missed Iowa State's Friday game with Missouri, but the Cyclones look great anyway. Sound off, face off, up next... A knockout is over, and there's a clear winner. Make that loser. Oh. Frosted mini wheats knocked out, like I said. All right, time to bounce around some more topics. We call it face off. Iowa State star Lindell Wigginton was injured this week, foot strain, likely out at least a few weeks. This is a big blow for the Cyclones, already down Cam Lard, Zoran Talley, and Solomon Young. Yeah, four key players, and yet the Cyclones have enough depth and talent to route Missouri. The freshmen are exciting. 
Mariel Shayok and Michael Jacobson at Experience. Cyclones seem all right, John. Even down four key players, if everyone returns and they can share, mm -hmm. look out. I still think they can play. Hawkeye freshman Joe Wieskamp made his college debut this week. Two games, both double-digit scoring. I think Wieskamp will be Iowa's best all-around player by midseason. He can do it all, and Iowa will need every bit of it. Yeah, the guy has a great reputation, too, a quality guy. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if he can boost the Hawks around him. Expectations are low, so Iowa has a chance to surprise. Dowling will play for its sixth straight title next week. The Maroons won an instant classic against Bettendorf in the semifinals, 41-34 in four overtimes. Four. Without a doubt, one of the best high school games I've ever seen. Dowling rallied from 17 down to win. Until someone drives a stake through Dowling's heart, I never believe the Maroons are dead. They just keep finding a way, and that drives fans nuts. Uh, you were there, John. Why so many Bettendorf fans complaining about officiating? And mostly because they lost, but there were a couple questionable calls. Still, if you're up 17 zip in the third, don't blame the officials. Over under. Political discourse, overrated. Most anyone on cable TV, underrated. Uh, Jerry Crawford and Mike Mahaffey on Channel 13. Those guys actually talk to each other and listen to each other from opposite sides. They do a it, great job. Yeah, it is refreshing. All right, we're going to take a, uh, a couple of final calls yep. here. We'll get a quick thought from... Uh, right, hold up. One minute, keep it short, sweet, and to the beat. <laughs> Will do, Tiny Ruff. Uh, let's get it started with Rob in Indianola. Rob? How you doing, guys? Good. Uh, good Sunday night. You know, we're talking about Iowa and some of the problems they're having. I think Nate Stanley against Penn State, when it was third, it was first and goal at the three. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't take a timeout. Things were confused. Up until then, he'd been on a roll. Suddenly, his confidence went down. He made a mistake. He took a lot of heat for that from fans mm -hmm. and the media. And I think he's afraid. He's afraid to make a mistake now. He won't, he won't throw the ball down the field. He's checking out real quick to a back because he doesn't want to make a mistake. That's a good point. Thank you. Thank much, you. Yeah. yeah, we thank you for the call. Uh, confidence, so crucial Big. in sports. Purdy uh, has it right now. The Stanley doesn't look like he has it at all. No, Purdy and Stanley, yeah. No, they're on uh, opposite ends right now. Bill is in Oskaloosa. He'll have the uh, final words here. Go ahead, Bill. Old, uh, yeah, I call uh, about Iowa's coaches. Mm -hmm. Yep. And this this past Saturday just confirmed what I thought. And two out of the last three games, Stanley has thrown interceptions on what could have been a winning final drive. Uh, the one against Northwestern, the last drive, started off with a pass to the right flat. And Northwestern had been stuffing that thing all the game, and they did it again, which left them with a long, long uh, way to go. And then he threw an interception. All right, Bill, I'm sorry. We, we are out of time. That's going to do it for us. We're back next week, and we hope you are too. We leave you with the sound-off send-off. Down 17-0 in the third quarter. Dowling Catholic comes all the way back to stop Bettendorf on the goal line in four overtimes waiting for the call. There it is. Maroons will try to win their sixth state championship Friday night against undefeated Cedar Falls. Six straight. Six straight.